0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The tennis world has waited 357 days to see 23-time Grand Slam champion Serena Williams playing competitive tennis. That wait ended today as she partnered with Anjabur in doubles a week ahead of her planned return in singles at Wimbledon. We'll show you all the highlights from Serena's return. And welcome to TC Live on an exciting day in the sport of tennis. Rob Similker here with Prakash Amritraj, Hall of Famer Tracy Austin. And how exciting was it today, Tracy to Serena, see Serena back on the court. We're doing high fives in the green room <laughs> watching her play.
1: That tie break, that was a roller coaster ride. And it was it was so fun. It was so exciting to see the presence of Serena Williams. She has so much charisma Started out slowly. Serena was a little rusty. Anshabur was nervous, as she would be, playing with a legend. But they got better and better. depth was better. The serve got better. And that was fun at the end. Should we say? We know what the score was, right? Well, we're going to get to it. We're going to get get to it. We're not going to give that secret away, but... But hold on tight.
2: We we all, we all just know how special it is. I mean, look, it's a very exciting time on the WTA right now. You have lots of different superstars coming up and sort of making a name for themselves. So we've had a lot of eyeballs on the sport. But... When an icon like this steps back onto the court, you can just feel a little bit of different energy in the air, and it just makes us realize how special it really is. Absolutely. Chills for everybody. And the last time we saw Serena on a court was
0: just under a year ago at Wimbledon. First round, taking on Alexandra Sasnovich and there it was, the injury for Serena. Playing on that grass, some thought was slick. She had to bow out of that match. So tough to see, an emotional scene for Serena Williams the seven-time Wimbledon champion and people were waiting with bated breath when would we see this all-time great back on the court. Well, she announced she was going to play doubles with Anja Bour last week. What an honor for Jabur, by the way to play with Serena and they got off to a slow start, Tracy.
1: And it understandably Bour was very very nervous and Serena hasn't played in, 20, in 51 weeks, so she was a little rusty. Her serve didn't have as much pace. And Serena's Tormo really playing a good doubles match. She's in the deuce court right there. But Serena started to catch fire. Her serve came up with more pace, more energy in that second set. The depth on her ground strokes, the steadiness of where she was hitting them. Everything just started to feel a lot more comfortable. You're bound to feel a little rust when you haven't played in a while, Prakash.
2: Absolutely, and what I love to see is her steps started getting a little bit crisper, a little bit more short, short steps working in her favor, and that just put her in better position to be able to execute those giant forehands and backhands that we were able to see. And when she starts feeling a bit more comfortable with her movement, that's when she becomes really dangerous because in, in position, Serena Williams pulls off shots like that.
1: Yeah, she sees the court so well, and you can see that the champion in Serena, the intensity level started to rise. As I said, the depth, the pace on her shots became greater. The smarts always coming up with the right shot selection, and she's just such an intimidating force, Getting, doing whatever she had to do to get the point, to get that point win. And having not
2: played for so long, so important to get pressure reps in. And the fact that she was able to play a third set breaker like this and have it go down just to the absolute wire, I think so important for her confidence and just feeling those moments out there
1: I was a little nervous there when on went in front of Serena's backhand there they had two match points I, they, were, they were
2: both nervous too
1: then they saved a match point and then Cerebus Tormo overhits that volley and for a first round doubles match in Eastbourne, to get that reaction from Serena it really tells you what this means welcome back Serena that was fun
0: and the great news for tennis fans we'll get to see her again in Eastbourne as they get the win. And so Jabour and Serena will take the court again. They spoke about the win after the match. Oh, my God, it was so fun to play with, with ons, And, yeah, it was great. We had a lot of fun. Our opponents played amazing. We were just, like, trying to stay in there in the, after the first set. It was good, though.
1: Well, Honored that she picked me, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was having dinner, and it was crazy. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, I was a little bit nervous, you know, before, <laughs> playing with such a legend. And, uh, but she made me uh, really, I mean, good on the court. And uh, even when I made mistakes, she keep encouraging me. So thank you for that, really. Yeah, of course. We got this. <laughs>
0: We got this, said Serena, and they did get it as they get the win. Prakash, what what overall was your impression of Serena's form after a year
2: off? Well, listen, first, it's just chills to be able to see her back on the court, which is beautiful. And look, as expected, you're going to see her feel a little bit rusty, not be completely in sync out there. And that's going to take a little bit of time. But look. This is all a setup for the big W. And you look at all the field in the WTA, and they just haven't been there in the manner that Serena Williams has. She's a seven-time champion. She has all the kind of experience that you you can build up in a couple of lifetimes over there. Let's also look at the history of greatness. I mean, look, all throughout different sports, Tiger Woods, 19 Masters, Muhammad Ali, Rumble in the Jungle, George Foreman when he was 45 against Michael Moore. Greatness has no age. Greatness can do things that normal people can't, and I'm not going to bet against Serena Williams here. She does need a few things to fall into place, the luck, the draw, her health, but I think she gets on a bit of a roll. There's no reason why she can't walk away with number
1: 24. Mm, Wow. Okay, I like it. I like that positivity. I'm going to dig back into Eastbourne. Right now, because I think this was in order to play well at Wimbledon, I think this was a very important match to win, to get through, to have the Wimbledon, to to have the winning feels and to get at least one more match. Because we saw with each game that went by, each service game that Serena had to come up with the hold, she got better. 51 weeks is a long time to be away. If, if, As a tennis player, if you're off four weeks when you go back, you feel rust. And at 40, it doesn't become any mm-hmm. easier. So I think this was important. And for Ons, we'll play the next round a lot more loose also. She just needs more time spent out on court. And I think that's really going to help her. The draw on Friday,
2: we're
1: we're going to yeah, watch that with bated breath to see where she lands, because as an unseeded player, that's yeah. going to be very, very important.
0: Tracy, the serve, of course, has always been such a key part of Serena's game. She got a chance to dust it off today in this doubles match. What did you think of her service performance today?
1: You know, in the, in the beginning, it wasn't huge. I mean, we're used to seeing bombs from Serena. But when you're nervous, she went to a lot of kick serves, got a lot of first serves in. Then she started to ramp it up. The slider out wide, started using her spots. She got a serve up to 114. And the key was when she serves those big bombs. And that's Serena-like. At some point in the tiebreak, I think it was like two-thirds of the way in, she needed a big serve, and she got it. And that's what Serena is. She's always had the pace, has always had the placement. What most big servers don't have is that ability to elevate right at big moments. And she still she still had it there, which was nice to see.
0: And Prakash, not a surprise. A little rust from Serena early on in that first set. You saw a couple of misses. But as that match went on, you could literally see the rust falling off of her onto that
2: grass court. That, that's obviously the biggest knock against her right now. It's one thing being on the practice court, being able to hit balls. But when you get out there, it just seems like everything moves just a little bit faster. So those quick reactions back and forth, those okay. smashes, which a uh, player it. like Serena would never miss all of a sudden, you know, it just becomes a little bit tougher. So to be able to have these kind of pressure moments and get through them victorious, I think that's going to work wonders for her. Her biggest victory today is the fact that she gets to play another match, which is monumental. But I will say Serena Williams, uh, alongside Roger Federer, probably one of the few greatest in the history of our sport at working their way into good form. You can just come back after long breaks. Obviously, it gets very tough as you get older, Tracy, as you were saying. But coming back after a long break, not playing great, next match, a bit better, a bit better, all of a sudden, by the quarters, you're in peak form. And she knows how to do that, just a question of whether she can can pull it off.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Pliskova, who was out at the beginning of the season because of a hand injury she's still working her way back, I right. mean, and, and right. we're in June. So that's a very good point in that we've seen Serena out for long periods of time, many times in her career. Needs a few matches to ramp it up to get better. I think the movement, we're going to see how she moved better in the second set and the third set tiebreak than she did in the first. And a lot of that's nerves because you really just kind of get jammed up, cement feet. Uh, but the movement is going to be very important because it's, Different playing doubles than transitioning to that wild card in singles. Absolutely.
0: Well, a lot of singles was played at Eastbourne today as well. This is a 500 for the women. And there you see some scores. Karolina Pliskova going down in three sets. Barbara Krachikova, Tracy, speaking of players trying to work their way back into form. That was a match suspended from yesterday. She loses 6-4 in
1: the third. Yeah, so just that one match leading up to Wimbledon because this was her first tournament also for Paula Bedosa lost in straight sets. So just one match leading into Wimbledon. And they're going to be, you know, in the top seeds. So they're going to be, uh, 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 it's going to be difficult for them. You might might want to find them in your draw. And Madison Keys also playing her first match on grass for the season. A little rusty. First few games against Lauren Davis. They had eight breaks of serve to start the match but finished with a flourish.
0: Meanwhile, it's a 250 for the men in Eastbourne, Precaution. and you see a couple of wins here. Holger Rune, who made, of course, a nice run in Paris, goes down 6-1 in the third.
2: Yeah, uh, a rough one for Holder there. Not his best surface. Very, very comfortable on the clay. Nice win for Tommy Paul there. Coming back from a set down, showing a little bit of adeptness on the grass. His favorite player is Tim Henman. Wouldn't mind picking some of his backhand slice and volleys out there. And uh, someone to watch out for at Wimby, because he can play on this stuff too, is Dan Evans. He's going to have the crowd behind him. Nice 4-3 win over Manorino. So watch out for him in that forehand and backhand slice.
0: All right, well, we're getting ready for Wimbledon next week. Only a few days away. Nick Curios, one of the guys who some people like his chances to do some damage. He played in Mallorca today. We'll talk about Curios, his personality, and his chances to make a run at the All-England Club when we come back.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial.
0: It was back in 2014 at Wimbledon when Nick Kyrgios, the enigmatic one, made his big breakthrough, an upset win over Rafael Nadal as a wild card at 19 years old. And, you know, Prakash, the tennis world has never been the same since this guy broke through.
2: Absolutely not. Young, 19-year-old lion stepping on the court, big bat, Rafael Nadal, and look what he does comes out with maybe still the biggest win of his career given where he was given where Rafa was the enormity of the situation first time on a stadium like that it just showed you the greatness that he has inside him and of course we we haven't seen that as consistently as we would like especially all the Kyrios fans out in the world but one of those moments in a Grand Slam that you'll never forget when a young teenager comes out and just takes out one of the greatest of all time.
0: And so he's having a nice grass court season here, Tracy, and talk starting to build about his chances at Wimbledon, taking on Laslo Gera here in Mallorca.
1: Yeah, Gera was just too solid in that opening set, and at times Nick was looking a little casual, a little uninterested. It's not the big stadium, not the center court at Wimbledon, and sometimes it takes something extra to get him engaged. And that was the crowd today. They gave him the assist. They clearly let him know they want to see more of him. And he goes to the underhand serve. He loves the entertainment value of his game. He's trying to find that balance of intensity and making sure that the crowd are enjoying themselves. And they certainly did. He played fantastic in the tie breaks.
0: So he gets a win there. And, you know, he's now the seventh betting favorite in a lot of sports books to actually win Wimbledon. So people are taking him seriously here, Prakash, and I guess the question is, how seriously should we take him as an actual contender?
2: I, I think we should take him as serious as you possibly can, especially if you're the one on the other side of the net for the guy. <laughs> uh, look, he is, he is a big match player, and you couple that with grass, I think, being his best surface, and that's, that's a dangerous combination. The man is 17 and 16 currently against uh, the players in the top 10. He's got a winning record against everyone except Berrettini and FAA, he's only played them a few times. Nadal, he's three and six against, but three and six against Nadal is almost like a winning record against anyone else. He knows he can take out anyone on the field. It's just a matter of him finding that consistency over a two-week period. There's so many things you have to manage emotionally, physically, to be able to last. Fourteen days is a long time. I don't think too many people out
0: there want to see Nick Kyrgios in their draw. He's unseated, so we don't know where he's going to land, and that's going to be an interesting one on Friday.
1: Absolutely. And I think the key here is Nikirio's belief. He believes that he is top five, top ten on grass. He thinks that his game, monstrous serve, great return, he's terrific hands, shortens up the backswing. He's got a huge forehand. Again, on that backhand, he can go with a slice, he can go with a drop shot. He's got a perfect game to translate to grass. The fact that he believes that he can beat anybody, Also, the fact that it's Wimbledon, because we know the guy likes the big stage, you know, a a second court in a smaller tournament, not quite as interested. But I think he's really starting to get where he's focusing on. What can I do? What can I leave my legacy? He's 27 now. He won the Australian Mm -hmm. doubles. He seemed to enjoy that kind of history and that kind of victory. So I think he's a threat.
2: I think the biggest difference is you talk about that belief, Tracy. A lot of players say, oh, I think I can compete with the best. I think I, I, think he's actually one of those who actually truly does believe it. And when you're not lying to yourself, I think that comes out on the court. And you talked about how perfect his game is suited for the grass. I think that just couples into his confidence over there. It's it's a special opportunity for Nick. And let's look at this year. It's an odd year. There are players who are not in the draw. It, it's not completely full. We don't have points at Wimbledon. There's it, It's just... It's a little bit of an odd feeling. And look, when you have odd sort of types of uh, circumstances, Mm -hmm. you get interesting results. So the man who has not been past the quarterfinals, there's no reason why he can't get to a semis or even string that a little bit further, get hot, pick up a title. Tracy, we
0: talk about his serve. We talk about his athleticism. But what's a part of his game that maybe is a bit
1: overlooked? I think his feel, the power, we're always talking about that because it's it's just so commanding. You know, it's a 10 out of 10. But the fact that he has such soft hands, the drop volley there, the half volley, he can hit the ball very early. He stands close to the baseline and he can react. Last second, he can change the swing path in the middle and hit a drop shot here. You never know what's coming off Nick Kyrgios's racket. It's so unpredictable. And this is the backhand that I wanted to show because this takes incredible hands. That ball ball was behind him. He had to use a lot of left hand, steer it down the line with accuracy. And I think the power is a 10 out of 10. The feel is a 10 out of 10. And very rare to see players that have both to that extreme.
2: Uh, the power is probably what he's known for the most. You, you said it so eloquently with his feel. There are so many improv shots on the grass. Stuff where, oh, it just kind of checks and bounces a little low. You may have to lunge all of a sudden for a ball here. That's when the talent comes out. That's when you sort of have to carve under a ball when you thought you were going to have to come over it. He does that brilliantly. But I think another aspect which we have to look at for Nick Kyrgios, which is underrated, is his movement. He's a big guy out there, but he gets to a lot of balls. Even in that last highlight you saw there, that backhand off wide there, which he was able to pull up the line. Brilliant feel, but even with his big frame, he somehow got there all the way outside the alley. He covers a lot of ground, feels pretty comfortable moving out there on the grass, and it's 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 very efficient. It doesn't look like he's laboring out there, seems to not put too much into it, but is still in position. Something that is a huge asset on the grass.
0: All right, well, uh, Mallorca's got a pretty stacked field, actually. A lot of good players down there. You see Marcos Giron gets a three-set win and a tie break today. And Daniel Altmaier
2: winning in two as well. How about Sebastian Bayes straight sets over Jordan Thompson? We're talking about Sebastian Bayes being the next Diego Schwartzman, balling on the clay, but coming down with a win on the grass over a pretty seasoned grass quarter in Jordan Thompson. Those Aussie boys know how to play on the stuff. All right, when we come back, guys, the never-ending debate about coaching in tennis.
0: Some big news on that front. We're going to see some changes on the hardcore swing, including the U.S. Open. We'll talk about that when we come back here on TC Live. The women are playing in Bad Hamburg, Germany, and 2019 Wimbledon champs. Simona Halep trying to get
2: ready for another run there, taking on Katerina Sinjakova. It wasn't a kind of clay court season that she would have liked, and I know she needed a little bit of time to recover mentally, but she looked happy to be out there and competing really hard. Look, was not an easy com- uh, opponent on any surface, made Halep's life pretty tough over here winning that first set. Halep fought back, wasn't able to close things out on her serve, but kept her head and broke to be able to take the match. nice three-set battle for her to get through. Sometimes I think these kind of matches make you feel even better.
0: And there you see the draw there, just
2: getting to the quarterfinals. Kina got through Niemeyer, also
0: Caroline Garcia through to the quarters as well.
1: Yeah, this is a wide-open draw. Still still so much tennis to be played, but the number four seed, Simona Halep, a former Wimbledon champion, as is Angelique Kerber down in the bottom half of the draw. All these players just looking to get a few more matches before Wimbledon starts next Monday. All right, guys, let's
0: check in on the social net. and. Coco Gauff off a really nice run. Obviously a finalist at Roland Garros. She's in London enjoying some time there. Some of those iconic phone booths, cash, And, you know, people are looking at her to make a run. She's the second favorite in the the sports folks right now to win
2: that tournament well two things stick out one coco is one of those players even though she's so young she still has the perspective to be able to take in the culture of all the different cities she's at and really looks at at garnering more than just the tennis from this beautiful life of hers but also she's probably looking at the thing like it belongs in a a museum because i don't (laughs) think she's ever stepped in a phone booth
0: in her life cell phones her whole life yeah, can you, can you post on TikTok for one of those things? <laughs> I don't think that's how they work. So, yeah, that's, that's a relic. All right, meanwhile, some exciting news, Tracy, for former USTA Chairwoman Katrina Adams.
1: Yeah, she's become the chairperson of the ITF Hall of Fame Nominating Committee. She's taken over from Stan Smith. So, basically, she is helping to decide who is going to be put on the ballot next year. Pretty big job for the Hall of Fame, along with the media and the fans. Absolutely, okay, very cut. exciting. Congrats!
0: Congratulations to Katrina Adams. Well deserved. And uh, meanwhile, some news on the coaching front. We debate this about once a week here, Prakash. Should coaching be allowed? Should it Why not are we showing
1: Why are we showing him?
0: Yeah. Are you a, trying a, to say something. Is there an issue with him in coaching? I wasn't aware. So listen, here's the deal. They're going to allow coaching during the hard court season. And here's how it's going to work. Coaches will sit at a designated seat. They won't be allowed to interrupt play, but they'll be able to do some verbal coaching, some hand signals, no full-on, like, timeout conversations, but they're going to be able to coach. And so, you know, Prakash, I guess the question is, how is this really different than what's been going on?
2: I mean, I guess you won't be able to give coaching violations for it because, look, we do see a lot of this going on, but it's all a bit of a gray area. But let me voice my opinion on the coaching in general. I think one of the beautiful things about our one-on-one sport is the problem-solving aspect. Look, you can, you can have all the coaches in the, you want in the world, have a strategy, but when you go in there and, you know, get punched in the mouth, metaphorically, you got to do your thinking out there on your own. You got to figure it out when the going gets tough. And one of the beautiful aspects about our sport... I don't really think that should change, but uh, I'm a traditionalist. What can
1: I say? I'm a traditionalist, and I think one of the best assets about our sport is your ability to think when you're overly emotional, when your opponent is beating you, how can I outthink them? How can I make an adjustment? All of the coaching should be done before you get on the court. It's like taking a test. You've got to study beforehand, and then once the exam comes, once the final comes, it's up to you. And also, the expense of a coach. You know, the top players are going to be able to get the better coaches. Maybe some of the lower ranked players will to even be able to have a coach. And then last element of it is that the full conversation or a bigger conversation that's going to happen now, going to be able to happen now it's not happening the way it is with just a few signals and a few words. So mm-hmm. I'm just very much against coaching. I, I'm a traditionalist as well.
2: You touched on a couple of great points there, Trace, including the expense. Where does it stop? Right now, yes, a guy can have a six-person team, and when you go on the court, it's just alone. But when you start bringing that on court, then all of a sudden the resources make even more of a difference. I know they make a difference now, but I feel like you've got to draw the line somewhere. And I feel like those, those battle lines, that, that tennis court, once you step in there, really should be one-on-one.
0: All right, well, we'll see how it goes. It'll include the U.S. Open. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have our hot shot of the day from a full day of grass court tennis around Europe. More TC Live in a minute. We've got two hot shots for you for the price of one. The first, Ryan Penniston.
2: Well, it's been a a brilliant last ten days for the man from the University of Tennessee. After throwing up a nice lob here, Rune crushes it, but not good enough. Backhand and a fist pump to take it. Putting together a nice little grass court season here in England.
1: Ryan Penniston. Next one is Nick Kyrgios. Not many people in the world could hit this shot successfully. The ball was behind him. Mm. This is insane to be able to square the racket up perfectly and talk about field, Prakash. That's absolutely amazing. To calibrate the pace and hit the winner, Fantastic.
2: And then how about the brush off after that? Trace, we we'll throw throwing the arms. That was
0: no big deal. That's easy for me. <laughs> it was nothing. All right, a big day tomorrow, including Daniil Medvedev in action in Mallorca. Kyrgios back on as well, and Tommy Paul trying to follow up his win today. An interesting matchup here against Yannick Sinner.
2: Absolutely. Look, I I think Tommy actually is going to come through. I like the way he's playing, and Center not completely comfortable on the grass. So I like Tommy to actually pull off the upset there, but a big test for Nick Kyrgios. Bautista, good, makes you play a ton of balls, and everyone's talking about Nick now coming up at Wimbledon. So I think this is a strong test. Be a big statement if you can get through.
1: I'm going to look for the Madison Keys Ostapenko. Ostapenko, the defending champion. And Madison Keys, she's been at the quarters of Wimbledon before. If she can get on a roll like she did at the Australian Open, earlier this year, I think she can go deep. She has the game to translate to grass.
0: All right, each of you, give me one word for what it was like to see Serena play today. One word. Uh, Fortunate. Fortunate. Blessed.
1: Exhilarating. I mean, we were jumping up. We were giving high five. We 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 were making a little noise in there.
0: We were making a little
2: noise in the green room watching Serena. It was
0: a great day for tennis fans, and we'll see it again as Serena and Anzerbo will be back in action later in this tournament. We'll have more of the Nick Curio show tomorrow as well and a lot more grass court action as the road to London and Wimbledon continues here on Tennis Channel. We'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tennis Tuesday.